wonderful morning out there. Welcome to another live broadcast. My name is Isaac Phillips Akintola. This is our Potter's Gate online broadcast. I want to specially welcome you this morning if you're joining us, wherever you're joining from, whatever timeline, the time zone of your, you know, your dwelling this morning. I want to welcome you or wherever you are this morning. Thank you so very much, everyone, for connecting with us. We are going to continue this morning by the grace of God to look into what the Spirit of God is emphasizing. There are a couple of things the Spirit of God is opening our eyes to see in the light of this new day, this new dawn. And I'm hoping that as we continue to pray and allow God to take us even deeper, that the rea realities and the revelation of Christ for this new day and for the path that he has ordained for us will be made even more clearer. So welcome this morning, wherever you are connecting from. Let us pray. Father, we honor your name this morning. We glorify you. We bless you. Thank you for once again awakening our hearts and our minds. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us to this new day, to this place of your divine counsel and intention. Thank you for helping us to see, yes, your plans and purpose. But more so, thank you, Lord, that you are allowing us, yes, to have even a better understanding of what to do, how to make use of the things that you are revealing to us. Lord, I want to bring every heart, every mind, every soul this morning that is prepared to hear. Thank you, Lord, for your intentions once again, oh God, that will be made manifest within our community. We want to thank you, Lord, that we'll have a better and a clearer, a more deeper understanding, oh God, of your ways. We pray for the spirit of revelation this morning, oh God, to be manifest in our midst. We pray, oh God, for the capacity to understand your intention, that we may move, oh God, in alignment with your plans and purposes. Our desire is to please you. And so, Father, this morning, I thank you. I bless your holy name for what you have begun to do. Thank you for your spirit that is manifest here. Thank you, Father, for your counsel. Thank you, Father, for your power, for your wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for, yes, the revelation of your son. Yes, Father, that we are growing into and we're becoming more Yes, in, in our posture, in our representation, our desire is to be more like Christ. Christ is our King, is our Lord, is our Lord giver. This morning we respond to him. And I bless you, Father, for a new day like this. Lord, your intention for this day, we pray, Father, let it be manifest as we bind our heart, soul, and body, oh God, yes, to those plans and desire. We thank you, Lord, this morning that we will not allow our own idea or the ideas of men to define to us how to live. We, we have surrendered. We will continue to yield, O oh God, to the authority of your word. We bless you, Father, for a day like this. Thank you, Lord. Open the eyes of our understanding. Help us to see the things that your word, yes, has for us today. Help us to know. Help us to embrace it, O oh God. Must help us, Father, to live in accordance to your good pleasure. We thank you. We honor your name. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Derek, Brother Mervyn, Sister Commissar, thank you guys for joining me this morning and those who are joining us wherever you're connecting from this morning I want to welcome you or maybe you are on the, on the other side of afternoon or evening well thank you for joining us wherever you're connecting from I want to appreciate the presence of God this morning in our midst 
I believe the Lord once again that we will be able to delve you know, deeper into what the Spirit of God is emphasizing. There are a couple of things the Lord has been sharing with us and uh, I guess he's been highlighting as some, as some of the principles that we need to have and we need to work with in terms of allowing amen, his, his, his Spirit to lead and to guide us, all right, even into that which amen, he's emphasizing for our day. And I'm hoping by the grace of God that we'll be able to further look into some of these things because I believe that if we can catch the heart of God, if we can understand the, the emphasis of the Spirit and the demand of God, all right, then of course we have, you know, how to, we, we know how to focus, I mean, where to focus, you know, our, our you know, priorities. Because one of the things that I believe the enemy is doing in this season in time is using the issues of the crisis, all right, to create confusion. Of course, the crisis itself is confusion by definition, but the enemy is using the fact that people cannot make sense of what is going on, all right, to create, you know, a, a, you know, a sense of, you know, fear and doubt and all kinds of things around them. But this is not the will of God for us. I'm just trying to get one or two things sorted out here as I'm speaking to you guys, all right. There are a couple of things I believe the Lord amen, will have us to, you know, to, to know and to walk in that will give us, you know, the, the, the spiritual leverage and, of course, the advantage to be ahead. And I think this is the beauty of what we can define, amen, as prophetic leadership. I mean, it's amazing some of the things the Spirit of God has been sharing with me, all right, you know, since the early hours of the day. And I've been trying to understand, you know, what the Lord is saying in terms of building the kind of spiritual leadership capacity that will make for a people in this season in time that will be able to lead. All right, but that's not what we are dealing with this morning. We, we, we began to look at something very critical two, uh, two, two days ago. We're talking about amen, the, con the concept of you know, coming out of the ark in the, in the, in the, in the, in the reality of towards you know, spiritual maturity. Amen? And we talk about learning amen, via the heart. We want to learn via the heart. Now, I, I tell you, let me take your mind back to why we are looking at this. We're coming out of a point, out of a place, all right? The Lord is bringing us out of something. And there's a reason why, amen, the Lord amen, has brought us out of wherever we are, whatever, amen, be the condition or environment of where the Lord brought us, brought, brought us out from, excuse me. Certainly, we know that that is a place that the Lord, amen, is no longer, you know, uh, uh, happy with. That's a point, that's a place that the Lord was no longer satisfied with. So he brought us out of something, some place, okay? Uh, and we've been looking at the, the whole concept of the book of Genesis, of course, focusing on, on Noah, amen, as a pattern. Noah and the ark. The more I look at Noah and the more I look at the ark, I, I, I begin to see, you know, a pattern. I begin to see, you know, you know, a, an architecture. And, and, and that's the principle of redemption, okay? And that's why I was saying earlier that the beauty of, you know, what we are dealing with, all right, that we're not just dealing with this issue from a position of leadership. We're dealing with it, amen, from a position of spiritual leadership, if you will, you know, prophetic leadership. In other words, any, any, anyone that is called, amen, to, to engage in the things of the spirit, particularly in the kind of, uh, you know, a, a, a situation we find ourselves, the crisis of our day does not just need 
need, you know, leadership needs, amen, a, a competent, prophetic, well-advanced, well-mature leadership. And it's from this that we're drawing the resources, that we're drawing, amen, if you will, the grace, the knowledge, the, 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 the capacity, all right, the, the, the spirit of, you know, understanding and the, and the counsel, okay, that we need to be able to, you know, not just lead ourselves, but also manage, amen, the, the movement of the, those that heaven has placed around us towards the next intentions of God. That is very important. But one of the things I felt the Lord began to open my eyes to look into, you know, a, a few days ago is the issue, amen, of before we begin to run further, let's understand why God brought us out of where he brought us from, all right? And let's understand, amen, what God means when he says, I'm proclaiming a new day in the earth, okay? Because, of course, God gave Noah, amen, and his generation a, a, a new day. He gave them a new season. Remember, he brought them out of destruction, out of bondage, out of, you know, a, a rebellion and ungodliness and wickedness and perversion and everything that stands against the counsel of God, amen? God judged that order, amen, but he brought out the people God gave Noah amen, a vision he gave him a principle he gave him a standard he gave him you know a, 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 a concept a, a structure if you will amen to build and at the end of the day that thing we discover amen became a you know an, an ark a boat amen, if you will a ship that led amen his people that led Noah and his family amen to the next to the next intention of God all right, that's very important. And all of the things that we are talking about, when you talk about Noah, we talk about Genesis, all of that must be factored into what I define, amen, as spiritual technology, amen, as prophetic, you know, a, you know, a, a, a reality that must define how we live life and how we move, amen, within the context of this new day, of this new season. Now we are living, amen, beyond just a reset, amen. We are living beyond just a reset, okay. We are going into, we are entering into, amen, the journey of a new day of new beginning remember uh, just while i was about finishing was it yesterday or two days ago you know i, I remember making the in this statement that the law said to me amen that coming out of the ark amen is being born again amen being born again means to come into a new reality amen of of how things ought to be done excuse me, via kingdom principle, via kingdom order, all right? That's Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot see. I, I hope you understand that nothing was said about being born again, going to heaven. <laughs> it said, Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And except a man be born, amen, of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom nothing was mentioned about going to heaven we need to get that clear so so being born again basically amen if you will kickstart or gives us another opportunity to live life amen according to heaven's divine amen intention being born again gives us amen an opportunity to step into life again in accordance to how god will have us function and of course become productive in the earth the bible says amen the kingdom of god is within you the kingdom of god hallelujah is coming out of us and the kingdom of god is coming down there is no place in the scripture that says the kingdom of god is going to heaven no I'm, I'm just putting this in the context to to help us to understand that all right the days that we're living in demands that we understand first of all the the reason why god brought us to where we 
are. Secondly, amen, the kind of uh, expectation, amen, that is required and that will be demanded of us, amen, as we continue to track the earth. But to track the earth, to walk the earth, we have to, amen, completely divorce ourselves, divorce our minds, amen. We have to cut ties with everything that has to do with the past. And this is why I said when God, when God you know brought his people out of you know one point or one position amen that he had rejected the first thing that god does is always to reintroduce himself let that sink so we have to we have to if you will redefine amen our understanding about this god we have to ask ourselves do we know him uh, you understand? Do we have an understanding of who this God is? Be remember, four hundred and thirty years in servitude, in bondage, in 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 in. in, in, in in, in slavery, all right, amen, God brought these people out, but the very first thing God did, amen, was to introduce himself, he said to, you know, to, to uh, you know, to Moses, he said, when you bring, in fact, I, I opened a scripture that I'm going to quickly show us, he said, when you bring them out, amen, I want you to bring them to me, I want to introduce myself, it was never God's intention to give the people a law, God, amen, God wanted, amen, to introduce himself so that the people at least can have a first-hand experience. And I believe that first-hand experience matters a great deal, amen, in, trans, in, in moving the earth, amen, in walking the earth, hallelujah, in interacting with this new day, our revelation, our personal revelation, all right? One of the things that, you know, we have to do away with, amen, that we have seen where we came out from, I'm assuming that we have come out, amen, is the fact that, amen, what we have was, if you will, a taught, a taught, a taught hand experience of God. What somebody told us, what the preacher man told us, what the prophet said about God, what the apostles said, what, what the community said, you know, the church we attend, you know, the program we do, all of those things that have replaced the reality of God in our life, amen, has brought us to the point where the Bible says, until the day Noah entered the ark, amen, and God shut the door, the people were totally unaware. So we can live life, amen, and, 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 be, and be, you know, so busy, you know, like I always use the idea of Mary, excuse me, Martha, you, we, we can be so busy around the things of God and never really get to know, never really get to be introduced, never really get to see his face. And therefore, when challenges come, we find ourselves buckling down, we find ourselves compromising, we find ourselves, amen, yielding. So God is, God is looking for a people, amen, who have a personal, personal encounter with him. And I think this is the first point that we need to really look into and emphasize as we deal with new beginning, as we deal with coming out of the ark, coming out of the ark, amen, must introduce us afresh, anew, amen, to God. This God must become, amen, a first-hand experience you and I have. It shouldn't be something that somebody is trying to introduce. No, God himself wants to introduce himself, amen, to us. Remember, remember when God was ready for, you know, for, for, you know, for, for Moses, amen. Check the scripture. I'm assuming that, you know, we are a part of a generation that God is raising as a leader that will bring the people. Because when God introduces himself to a people, that person, 
Amen. That company of people have the, have the courage. They have the capacity. They can stand before anyone. They can stand before even the most fearful, you know, leader on earth. I mean, Moses understood who Pharaoh was. He said, no, God, I'm not going to go to Pharaoh. This guy is going to kill me. <laughs> this guy is a, is a God to himself, to, you know, to, you know, to, to many. I'm not going to go. <laughs> so, so God had to introduce himself first to Moses. Remember that, you know, Moses, you know, at the age of 40 in, in the land of Egypt, he taught him knew God. He thought he was ready. He thought he had an understanding. He was, and in fact, amen, he was aware that he was called of God, but he had not encountered God. He was aware that he was called. He was aware that he was anointed, but he had not encountered God. And therefore, you see what he did, amen. He, 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 he prejudged, amen. He, he, he went into assumption and, and, and of course, he ran away. You and, you, you and I understand that story. He ran away until 40 years later in the backside of the wilderness. Listen, friends, I want to really emphasize this point because the days ahead of us defines, amen, demands that we know our God. The scripture says it is those who know their God, only those who know their God. God will be strong. The days ahead of us, amen, will cause kings to weep, will cause strong men, powerful people, amen, to, 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 to buckle, to, you know, to fall, to throw in the tower, and it's already happening, all right? People are going to begin to lose their sense of direction. There's, I mean, I was writing something this morning, you know, as I began to track the idea of leadership within, amen, this new day, within, amen, the, 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 the environment, amen, of, if you will, post-corona, amen, because we like it or not we will overcome corona corona is no longer the issue it is the aftermath of corona it is the impact amen that this thing has left amen the devastation that are, that this thing has caused within homes family amen businesses communities city nations that we're going to be dealing with and god needs amen a kind of a people amen who have seen ahead who have been positioned amen who have come down from mount ararat to be able to deal with this thing that is what i'm dealing with and for us to be able to do that you Better be sure that you have encountered God. And this is the point that I'm making. That, that we don't just run and, and, and assume that, well, 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 you know, everything is being, you know, is off all right you know and le therefore let's let's just let's just go back. You what are you going back to? What are we going back to? Are we going back to the old or are we chatting a new path? Are we going back to the old or are we redefining, amen, what leadership? Because listen to this, the crisis that have hit the earth requires, demands a new order of men and women who have more than just the ability to lead. Because listen to this, whatever shut down the world, amen, for the past few months, whatever brought down the economy of the world, whatever killed people to the point where you find people weeping, you know, powers, people who thought they have powers, people who thought they, you know, they, they are something, whatever shut them down, hallelujah, brought our idea of leadership to obsoletes brought our concept amen of leadership amen to nothing a new order of leaders must emerge and we like it or not right now amen in in the world of babylon amen they are already they are already tracking amen they are already tracking how they are going to re-engage the earth they re-engage the world amen and we saw that in the concept of you know you know nimrod building a tower and we're going to be dealing with that but not today today i want us to really focus on amen have you en encountered god because if you have not encountered god i'm telling you, you're going to encounter nimrod and if you encounter the tower of nimrod and you 
you have not been built, amen. The towers of God has not been built in you. The mountains of God has not been built in you. You have not engaged all the seven mountains of God. And I'm not talking about all the seven mountains that they say you're going to take out there. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about mountains in God, amen. There are realms, there are realities, there are experiences that we have to come into, come up higher. And I will show you. I'm not talking about taking the mountains of uh, communication, taking the mountains of, you know, uh, 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 um, what they call it now. You take the mountain of, you know, uh, uh, social life, business, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, all the seven mountains they talk about. I, I don't, I'm not talking about all of that. Those mountains are important, but you cannot take those mountains. Amen. If the mountains of God, if the heights of God, if the hills of God have not been established on the inside of you. So the first thing God did when amen, Moses brought the people out of salvation, out of bondage, is to bring them to Sinai. The Sinai is not just a place of law. It's a place where God, in fact, the intentions of God from the beginning, the intention of God was to introduce himself to his people. You see, that lack of, that, 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 that lack of, you know, personal introduction of God to the people, amen, cost the people, amen, you know, to mess up. I mean, the, an entire generation perished in the wilderness. Only two made it. Only two. Moses, amen, and Caleb. Josh, excuse me, Joshua and Caleb. Only two. The Bible says they, are, they, they have a different kind of spirit. Only jo just, uh, you know, Joshua and Caleb. And to me, that is very important. You see, it's not just about everybody going. Everybody can be facing the wrong path. And that's democracy for you. As long as, you know, is the voice of multitude is accepted. No, it's not always so. We've got to understand that there is, there is a voice that supersedes the voice of the mass. It's the voice of God. And if we are not, amen, walking and tracking the voice of God, the same thing that happened, amen, to men a few months ago, where the entire, I mean, people, 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 people were, were hit without, without, amen, preparing. They, they, they didn't know what hit them. I mean, the world was shut down. Think about it. I'm talking about very rich people, high-level, high high, well-influential people. They didn't know what hit them. So it's not, it's not about the mass. It's not about the number. It's about God, amen, leading us, directing us, amen. Only eight people made it out of, out of the land that God was ready to judge. Only, I mean, can you believe it? For 120 years plus, God was speaking through a man, amen, through a family, and nobody saw it. The Bible says, until the day Noah entered the ark. Until the day Noah entered the ark. So that tells us something, all right, that we need, amen, a more advanced prophetic sight, to know, to see what God is doing. The Bible says Noah, amen, being one of the things yet not seen, being one of the things, amen, that had not yet appeared. He, he, he plunged himself, he, he, he readjusted himself, amen, into a dimension of building. He had not seen it, but he began the construction. And we're going to be looking into that, amen, in days to come. We're going to be looking at the leadership of Noah. And we're going to be looking at the ark, amen, as, you know, as a, as a hub, as a leadership hub. We're going to be looking at the, at, at the ark, amen, as, as a powerful spiritual pointer, amen, to the kind of life we ought to be living. A life that can carry. You see, Noah, Noah, Noah did not just lead. God gave him a system. And that system, amen, is an ark. And we can see that that ark, amen, had the ability to bring the people out of bondage 
out of darkness, out of wickedness. That thing had the ability, you see. The day we live in right now is requiring a, a, a people who have the order of the ark in them, who have the, the Noah spirit and the ability to bring out a people, but not just to bring them out, to take them somewhere. But that's not what I'm talking about this morning. My emphasis this morning is that before we begin to talk about the acts of God and the acts, amen, the Bible talk about the acts of the apostle. Before the acts of the apostle, there, were, there was an encounter, hallelujah, in chapter 2. There was an encounter. Without the encounter, there will not be acts of the apostles. You see, let, let's, let's, let's not put the, you know, the cat before the horse. <laughs> before the act of the apostle there was the there was an encounter there was a there was there was there was a coming hallelujah there was an impartation there was there was a knowing him there was a reality there was something happened in that place called the upper room that mountainous house you see God always begin with us from the mountaintop. The, the, the church began from a mountaintop. The church began, amen, from a place called the upper room. It's not the lower room. If we want to engage God in this, then we have to come. Who can ascend to the hill of God? We have to come to the place where we, are, we can say we have seen him. Of the things that we have seen, we have touched. Our hands have handled. That's what we're talking about. If we don't have a, if all we have today is just, you know, a third hand, you know, uh, information. Well, I can quote scripture. Well, you know, uh, uh, the Bible says, no, no, no. It's not going to be about the Bible saying you have to have amen, a personal encounter. John, they had to bring him to the place of encounter. He taught he knew Christ. He taught he knew Jesus until they say, come up higher. We want to show you something. <laughs> you see. Paul, he thought he knew God until God encountered. He said, who are thou, Lord? Who are you? Who are you, Lord? He knew there was a Lord, but he didn't know the Lord. <laughs> who are you? Who are you, God? They had to introduce, amen, themselves to him. And that was the turning point. The turning point of our life begins in the place where we encounter God. The question is, have we encountered God or did we encounter religion? Or did we encounter amen, a third, a third hand information? A second, you know, you know, second hand information, you know, something somebody said, something somebody showed. The, have we encountered God or we encounter amen, the burning bush? Amen. Did we encounter God? We encountered a voice. We have to, you know, we have to dig deep. You, you have to ask yourself. That's why I said the very first thing that God wants to do when he brings us out is to encounter him. And that concept of encountering God, amen, is encountering love. It's encountering love. Love is the first introduction to God. God is love. You see, because love is what, what, you what binds you love is what you get married to before you can understand and walk in the power of God and 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 seek to want to be used of God and you know and pursue a gift less you pursue you you lost after the things of God why you have not really loved God you see we live in a generation where the love of God amen has been lost we've lost the love we've lost our first love Remember the book of uh, 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 the churches in the seven churches? The key point there in the, all the seven churches, you've left your first love. Return to your first love. Return to your first love. If God is saying something to the church, amen, in this new day, in this 21st century, is, hey, church, you've got to relocate. You've got to find. You've got to return to your love. Stop 
seeking the anointing without having his love first. Stop seeking the miracle. Stop seeking power. If the love of God has not been established and rooted in our life, we will be disappointed. You see, because like I said yesterday, it is, it is that love that will make us bear anything. Love bears all things. <laughs> love bears all things. Because love is, this love is not in emotion. It's not, it's not the expression of how beautiful your face looks. No. If somebody marry you for, the, for facial beauty, uh, what happens the day the face begins to wrinkle or God, happen, God, God forbid there's an accident and you've got a cut on your face. Is that, was, is that, would that be the end of the love? Because all of this, we have to redefine how we engage God. And this is the point that I'm making. This is the point that I'm making. We have to be reintroduced to love, to God, to his ways, to his plans. Why am I saying this? Many of the things that we have inherited in the past, many of the things that has become part of our life from where we came out from, had misrepresent God to us. Many of us have a wrong idea, a wrong mindset, a wrong philosophy of who God is. When we talk about prayer, amen, we have our own agenda. When we talk about fasting, we have our own agenda. When we talk about studying the word of God, you will, you will notice that there is an ulterior motive even to studying the word of God. Everything that we do, we do it for self. <laughs> we do it for our own agenda. We do it because we are still insecure. So we use the things of God to seek a leverage for ourselves. The things of God has become a niche for us, amen, to become something, to get something. We address the things of God as if we're transacting business, all right, with, you know, with humans. <laughs> if I can just give this dollar, I will get this one back. If I can give, <laughs> come on, we have to redefine many of the if you open the TV, you listen to men of God, you'll be wondering, are we doing business with God? When we use the word transaction, amen, the things of the spirit, when we use the term transaction, we're not talking about, amen, you know, you, know, you, 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 you invest $5 and you get $10. That's not, no, no. God transact business with us. But the business of God, hallelujah, has nothing to do with monetary value. Has nothing to do with how we define, amen. That's why, you see, one of, like I said some time ago, somebody, when I posted this concept of, you know, kingdom economy, oh, one lady, just one white lady, she took, she just, she was on, she was on me. And I don't blame her, you know, because that is the terminology that has been bastardized, have been misused in the, in the church, in the, I mean, say economy, what comes to mind is money. But, but the scripture is full of economy. The scripture, the scripture, the term economy, in fact, the word to dispense Come the root word of the word dispense amen, is economy. Amen. When the Bible talks about a steward, a steward, amen, is a manager of the things of God. The Bible talk us talk about us as stewards. If you look at the, the literal Greek meaning of, of, of the word, the term economy, it's not talking to about money. It's not talking about it's talking about dispensing, managing things, being able to oversee and, and, and watch things and make sure things are done. The Bible says, Blessed is the man that when the master come, he find him so doing, earlier, giving the rest of the servant, amen, their meat in due season. That's the economy of God. You see, our mind needs to be reformatted. Our concept, amen, of how we understand the things of God, how we use words, how we, how we interpret spiritual things. You know, we, we, we've been compromised. That's why I said the, where we're coming from has really compromised many of us. And we saw that that compromise 
in, even in the man that God used, Noah, that, that well-structured, you see, that thing is systemic. If that thing has not been dealt with, God will be revealing himself to you, but you'll be seeing something else. Listen to what the Spirit of the Lord just dropped in my heart. When, when Moses was sent into the wilderness, why, why didn't God reveal himself amen, in the first year that God you know, plunged this guy into wilderness? Why didn't God just reveal himself in the second year? Why did it take 40, 40 years? <laughs> each, each year was dealing with the wrong value, Moses, because Moses was 40 when he was plunged. Each year, amen, <laughs> had to deal with the wrong value, Moses as, as, as imbibed in Egypt. Each year. Are you saying he's going to take? No, I'm not saying. But I'm saying, you know, to, 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 the, to, the, to the degree we are quick to respond, to the degree we are quick to adjust. You see, if you don't adjust to God, God will be waiting for you. I mean, he's the essence of this. He's not going anywhere. He's not running anywhere. He, he's, he's you that is delaying the time. God, God is never late. When you are ready, he's ready. <laughs> I say, when you are ready, he's ready. He'll be telling you, but I've been waiting for you. <laughs> It's not God waiting on. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not God waiting on you. No, it's God waiting on us. God is waiting on us. I'm waiting for you. When you're ready, I'm ready. You understand? When you're ready, I'm ready. Because He's not going to compromise His standard. Everyone that is going to be used of Him will be will will have to encounter Him. Who would I say sent me? There's a reason for that. When you have a revelation of the one who brought you out and the one, amen, who has positioned you on Ararat and the one who said, now open the ark and go out. Don't you think that gives us leverage? Don't you think that gives us an, an edge that whatever comes our way, we can say, sorry, we were given a mandate. We didn't come here. We didn't get to this point by our own ability or strength or grace or wisdom. All of that, we have discarded it. The ideas, you know, you know, when, 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 I, when I came into, I don't know what to call it, but when, when I began to encounter God, and I began to understand his ways, of course, my heart, my heart shifted. And I told you, even my prophetic, you know, uh, 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 grace, if you will, was shut down. And the Lord told me, this thing is going to be shut down. So I became like an, just like any ordinary, any, any, any ordinary person. I had to learn the ways of God again. I had, to, I had to become like a child again. I had to grow. And you know, but the first thing that happened to me was my, my values, but beyond my values, my perspective to God, to the things of God changed. That was the first thing that I noticed. That the way I see things, when, 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 I, when I read, you know, scripture, or when I'm listening to men of God, you know, people that I used to get excited about, but when I listen to them, it's like, no, some, no, no, something's wrong somewhere. <laughs> you know, I almost began to feel like, is that something wrong with me? Until later I realized, no, 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 it's, it's me that God is adjusting me. It's something, it's something was wrong with that message. Because the message is all about man. It's all about, you know, what you can become, what you can get. what, And I realized that wasn't the heart of God. 
That wasn't the intentions of God. The intentions of God is how he can live in me. How he can become magnify me. How my life can become his vessel, you know, an expression of his desire. And so my heart began to long for more of that. And the more I longed for more of this new thing God was doing in my life, the more I hated certain messages. In fact, I, I, I could remember throwing some books away. I threw them away. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not in this league again. I threw them away. Wow, it is the Lord that brought me to that point. You see, that's what I'm saying. If they have not introduced certain diet to us, you will be eating, amen, the same vomit, the same polluted, you'll be drinking from that same polluted, you know, water that Moses, amen, out of anger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he came down, he saw the wickedness of the people. I mean, Moses got angry. He broke the law, amen, ground the thing into the powder amen, and poured it into, into, into the river, the stream they were drinking from. He corrupted the entire order. I mean, Moses, are you getting, the, are you getting this point? They have, they have to clean us. The pure in heart will see God. They didn't say we'll see anointing. They didn't say we'll see, you know, <laughs> money. They didn't say we'll see, you know, power. They didn't say we'll see fire. The pure in heart will see God. The question is, how do you see God? And when you see God, how does he appear? This is what we need to deal with amen, in this twilight of a day. Lest we start running. New day, reset, and all of the, you know, words we're throwing around. But we have not learned the first thing. We have not learned the first layer, amen, of how to begin to engage this new day. When God brings us into newness, the first thing he does is to introduce himself. That line of communication, that come and see and know and taste that the Lord is good. Love must be reintroduced to us. I know for some of us who are very spiritual, say, well, what, what are you talking about? What is this man talking about? I've got the love of God. I mean, look at all the things that we're doing. Look at the things. Look at how God is moving in our life. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking. God can be using anybody. You know, God, God, God is in the business of using anything and anyone. Everything that you can see, you, everybody around us, including the devil, is an instrument in the hand of God. <laughs> including the devil. So it, it's not about God using us. It's about us knowing that he loves us. And we love him back. That's what I'm talking about. Because there is so much to the love of God in your life. That till eternity you will never be able to comprehend it. When I look at the commitment of certain people. Lives. To the things of God. Season don't change them. They change the season. You know what? Because they carry, they carry, they carry something that the world cannot pollute and they cannot give. If there is a price in your life, there is something the enemy can present to you that can make you drop any form of standard in the things of God. It means the love of God has not really been fully formed or fashioned in that area. You see, we can love God. We can love God because he's been good to us. Like I was sharing yesterday, 
You can, you can, you can, you can express, you know, appreciation. Most time we do that. I can, I can express appreciation to you without loving you. Let me repeat what I just said. I can express appreciation because you did something. I mean, if you give me a gift, if you give me a gift, it is so natural for me to say thank you. You say, oh, please, I bought you this pen. You know, I, I went to God knows where and I saw, I know that you like to write. So, uh, you know, so I decide to buy you this pen. I can't look at the pen and say, oh, what have you bought? Oh, I, mean, I mean, I don't need this pen. Please. Next time, please don't buy me this kind of a pen. Of course, you can't you can say that. Because there's something that is called being civil. We can be civil about the things of God. We can be civil with one another, but never really get to love, true love. So, so when somebody expresses appreciation, that doesn't mean that, you see, love goes beyond just saying, Thank you. I love you. You know, thanksgiving is not just about, you know, uh, 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 being civil to God. Thanksgiving. How do I even begin to define that? How, how, how do you say thank you to God? How? How do you begin to say thank you? Only love can teach you that. So love is a curriculum we have to enroll again in. They have to bring us to a place, you see, when they took John to, you know, to, to, to the Isles of Patmos and, and, and from there he ascended, you see, only from the Isle, only from the mountainous place that we can ascend. When Moses came to Mansana, the Bible says he ascended into the clouds. <laughs> he ascended into the clouds. When Jesus, amen, came to the Mount of Transfiguration, yes, it's called the Mount, something must happen on that mountain. It transfigured. It's not enough to just go to the mountain. Something must happen on the mountain. When he said bring them to Sinai. Hallelujah. If the counsel of God was for him to come down to reveal himself to them. It was a place of introduction. So that when they go down. They can live as priests unto God. You see. The reason why they were struggling to accept the things God was saying. They said, no, 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 no. This thing you're talking about. The reason why they were rebelling is because they never encounter God. Like I told you, we can encounter the power of God and still not encounter love. And we will still rebel or drop the ball and compromise when things are really, you know. That's why you hear people say, but this, we're praying, but nothing is showing up. So how can we continue to be saying, God, God, no, 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 let's look for another. <laughs> yes, the, the scriptures, when Moses went for a while, he didn't return. They said, we don't know what has happened to this guy. The, did, that was the reason why God was saying, Moses, I need you to bring the people to me. I need to, there's something about, Mo, listen to this. There's something about beholding the face of God, beholding God, that changes your perspective forever. It changes your life. A man that is highly educated, they said his qualification amen, it was equivalent to seven, six doctorate degree. That was Paul. Six doctorate degree. A man who studied under Gamaliel. <laughs> 
A man who claimed that amen his, his, his Roman citizenship he did not buy it by money. Meanwhile, amen, the centurion that was arresting him, he, he, he said, I paid a great price. I paid a great price to buy this citizenship. Do you know what it means, amen, to be a Roman back in those days? They are the, they are the elites of the world. The thing we're calling politics today, you know, began from them. They're powerful. They talk about strategy. So you can understand the level to which this guy, Paul, amen, was operating from. He was living in the realm, amen, of the, of the elite, of the high class. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. I mean, how do you have such a qualification? You're a Roman one, and then you are the Pharisee of the Pharisee. <laughs> he studied, those who study under Gamale, it's like you're studying, it's like you go to Harvard back in those days. It's like going to Harvard or going to Oxford or, or Princeton, all of this university. I mean, it's a high class. This guy, this guy was a high class. God went, God went for the real man. <laughs> I mean, he had access all right, to the Pharisee to, 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 to get letters and say, I'm going to bring these people who say they are Christians, I'm going to bring them to judgment. This was what he was doing. And the Bible says he thought he was doing God a service. So you can be zealously blind. That's the point that I'm making. To underline the point that if we have not been introduced to God, we can be zealous in the things of God and never encounter him. And therefore, when crisis come, we crash. Listen to this. Corona is not the last crisis that is going to hit the earth. It's the first of its kind. At least for this generation. There will be many, yes, before the day of his coming. We will have many of these earthquakes. That's the terminology that I will use. They are earthquakes. They will shake the foundations of many generations. So if you, if you think, oh, after Corona, no, no, no. A bigger one is coming. And that's why I'm saying we need to be introduced to the God who is called, amen, the ancients of days, the rock of all ages. All, all ages. The rock of all ages. So maybe in 10, 20 years time, another crisis hits the earth and everything goes, you're standing. Another ark will be prov provided and you will glide with your people to the next order. That's the point we're making, friends. But for all of this to take place, we have to be introduced to God. Bring them to the hill. Bring them to the mountain. Paul, Saul, he thought he was doing God a service. Until that light shone on him on his road to Damascus. We all need that light, friends. And if there's something in your life that you're still doubting about God, just throw yourself to me and say, God, I need an encounter with you. I don't know how you're going to do it. But I, 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 need, I need you to wake me up into the reality, into the authenticity of the ascended life of your son. I need it. I need it. I need it to survive the days ahead of me. We are in the days of the end. The dark days amen, are upon us. But within the dark days, the light of God is dawning upon and within 
our heart until the day dawns and the morning star rises. Where? From within the heart. The part of the righteous. The day of the Lord is dawning. As darkness covers the earth and gross darkness the people, yet the day of the Lord is dawning upon the hearts of men. If that day is not dawning, you better run to him. Because, like I said, have you seen all the things that men have built? All the powerful things that men have built. None of those things could save. And I'm not just talking about what the church, I'm talking about even, you know, people in the world, the businesses of the world. All of those things were judged and brought to obsolete, no power. A new order, a new order of priesthood must emerge with the ascended life of God. And that no preaching can do. No preaching will be enough. Preaching will stimulate you and encourage you. Basically what I'm doing is to motivate you, to encourage you to go lock yourself somewhere. Say, God, <laughs> if I don't see you, I'm done for. I need an encounter with you. Have you noticed that when God shows up in the life of a person, he doesn't announce it. It all depends on your own personal quest. Every man, amen, has his own day of manifesting his own glory. You cannot compare the glory of the moon to the glory of the sun. Every man has his own order. Every, everything God has created has his own concept of glory and how they manifest. You have to go to the Lord and say, God, I need to have this experience for myself. Not for people. If you're doing it for people, then you're doing, you're doing the wrong thing. Because listen to this. There will be things that will be impacting your space and your life. And you'll be looking for Isaiah Phillips to come and pray for you. But Isaiah may not be there. You may be looking for somebody else to come and help you. But they may not be there. But if I can show you, if I can tell you that, amen, Listen, I gave a scripture some days ago. I think it's in uh, uh, Act 20, is it Act 26, <clears throat> 26, and I'm not sure. <laughs> when, when, when God collided, amen, with, with, with Saul, have you noticed that God had to lead him to the house of a man called Aeneas? Yes, yes. They say, go to the house of Aeneas. They will show you, they will tell you what to do. That is my assignment. Amen. When, when you collide with God, God directs you to Isaiah and say, go, go to the house of Isaiah Phillips. Yes. He will show you what to do. This is, this is what it takes. This is what I'm doing to, to prepare you. Amen. To, to, to align you. After three days, you can have your sight. After three days. Only amen, are people who have entered the third day receive restored sight. And the first thing you begin to see when your, <clears throat> when your sight is restored, amen, is the love of God. You see God. When you see God, you can see yourself. And then you can understand your world. That's what we're talking about. So I really want us to get this clear. I don't want us to mix, mix word. The day we live in, 
Amen. It's not a day of just continuing the same usual thing. You know, just continue, you know, the, the way every, No, no, no. They, they say since the day the father fell asleep, things have been the same. No, there have been changes. There have been transitions. <laughs> but they didn't know it until the day Noah entered the ark and the Lord shut it down. They were busy, busy building things, doing things, running. You know, priorities totally out of order. And that's why I'm saying that before we go on and repeat the same thing, amen, that happened in our past, that we need to take a stop, we need to take a stock, we need to engage, amen, our life and ask ourselves as we allow the Spirit of God to scrutinize us. What are we taking into the future? The ark brought them to Ararat, the highest peak, the highest mountain. In that, in that realm, it was the point, amen, of beginning. Because if you're going to come down and begin to fix the chaos of life and begin to interact with things down the earth that have been buried by water, ah, you better be sure that you have encountered God. There's a scripture in Exodus chapter 15. Thank you, Father. There's a place I want to read. <clears throat> where God said, Where God said, all right, Moses, I want you to bring the people to me. Because there's something about that mountain, that reality of the mountain place that reflects, that depicts, that showcases God's will. But, you know, it's a song. In fact, the Bible called it, amen, the song at the sea. This was when, you know, uh, uh, um, Pharaoh decided that he was going to pursue the people of God. And, and, and this is why I was saying, this in friends, this is why I was saying that God has brought us out, but there are still some pharaohs pursuing us. The old man, the old nature that still thinks, amen, he's got a grip, he's got a hold over our life. Pharaoh doesn't just give up easily. When God says, Pharaoh, let my people go. And finally, like I said yesterday, the final blow God gave to Pharaoh, amen, the plague of death. All the firstborn in Egypt died. And you think, well, Pharaoh finally said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he said, you can go. He let them go. But, but later, he changed change his mind. Listen, friends, listen, friends. The enemy may say, oh, yes, you can go. Do whatever you, the Lord will have you do. But they always change their mind. And that old man will come back again. That old nature will want to come back again. That whatever it is, amen, that I held you captive, amen, will, will be tracking you. Will want to show up again and say, now. Nah. Maybe this is the time. Maybe, maybe God never really spoke. Maybe. This is why we need an encounter. Let me read the scripture. It's, it's a bit long, but I think it will help us to just to have an understanding. It's called the song, amen, the song of Moses or the song of the sea. Exodus chapter, chapter, chapter 15. Then Moses and the Israelites sang the song to the Lord. They sang the song to the Lord. 
I will sing to the Lord for he for he is mightily exalted. The, 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 the horses and the rider has been thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. He, he is my God. Amen. And I will praise him. We used to sing this song. My father is God. I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and horsemen has been cast into the sea. The finest of his officers are drowned in the sea. Come on, friends. The depth have covered them. They sank like a stone. God uses, God uses water amen, to judge. The days, the days of Noah earlier was submerged. Was submerged. Now we're seeing God again earlier using the, the mighty power, amen, of the water to drown Pharaoh and his horsemen. Verse 5 says, the depths have covered them. They sunk like a stone. Your right hand, oh Lord, is majestic in power. Your right hand, oh Lord, has shattered the enemy. <clears throat> you, overthrew, you overthrew your adversaries by your great majesty. You unleash your burning wrath. It consumed them like stubbles. At the blast of your nostril, the water spilled up. Like a wall, amen, the current stood firm. The depth, con you know, congealed in the heart of the sea. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, is Moses describing the power, the awesomeness of God. The enemy declared, listen to this, listen to this. In the midst of all this thing, he said, the enemy declared, we will pursue and overtake. I will divide the spoils. I will gudge myself on them. I, I, will throw my, I, 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 will, I will throw my sword and my hand will destroy them. This is the declaration of the enemy. But you blew, listen to this, but you blew with your, with your breath, but you, blew, you, but you blew with your breath, amen, and the sea covered them. You blew with your breath, hallelujah, and the sea covered, covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. You among the who 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 among the gods is like you, O oh Lord? Who who is like you? Majestic in holiness, reverence with praises. We used to sing this chorus. Who is like unto thee, O oh Lord? Who is like unto thee? You know, beautiful chorus song we used to sing. Where are those chorus songs we used to sing? Mm, they're all gone. You stretch out your hands and the earth swallow them up with loving, with, with loving devotion. Listen to this. With loving devotion, you will lead the people. Hallelujah. You have redeemed. With loving devotion. With loving. I'm telling you, this is, this is God speaking. With loving devotion, you will lead the people you have redeemed. With your strength, you will guide them. Hallelujah. You will guide them to your holy dwelling. <laughs> Come into the place. The nations will hear and tremble. Anguish will grip the dwellers of the Philistines. Then the chief of Endom will be dismayed. They will hear the news will continue to travel far. Then the, the chiefs of Endom, amen, will, will hear and they will be dismayed. They will tremble with, 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 with seas, amen. They will tremble 
Wah, amen. They seize their leaders of Moab. Those who dwell in Cana will melt away. Come on. This is a prophetic declaration to all the enemies. And the terror, hallelujah, and, and, and terror and dread will fall on them. By the power of your hand, you will be, amen, as still as a stone until your people pass, O oh Lord. By the power of your hand, they will pass as still as stone. Hallelujah. Until your people pass, pass by, oh Lord, until the people you have brought pass by. You will bring them in and plant them. Listen to this. Now this is, this is where I'm going. You will bring them you will, this is prophetic. Are you listening to the, the prophetic declaration, amen, of this song? You will bring the people, your people, and plant them on the mountain you, amen, have inherited for them. You will bring your people, amen, and plant them, amen, on your holy hill, on your holy mountain. The place, oh Lord, you are prepared for their dwelling. The sanctuary, oh Lord, your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. <laughs> the Lord will reign forever and ever. Let the world know that he is reigning. But we will have to be planted on this hill, on this mountain. He is bringing us here. He wants to do something in our life. Why? Because he wants to reveal himself. This is, this is the land to which God went. Amen. To show Pharaoh that he is God. That 400 years. Amen. 430 years of slavery. Amen. He allowed it. Because the time, the due season had not come. When the due season came. Hallelujah. And the man that God, amen, had prepared, who had encountered him was ready. Guess what? God showed up. When we begin to have an understanding of the prophetic nature of God in our life, we will not be afraid of what man can do to us. Because we have not really encountered God, that's why we, we compromise. That's why we give in. That's why we, you know, we're afraid. That's why we, we, we keep looking back. We keep wondering. The words of men seem to carry more weight than the words of God. God will continue to turn up in the earth to prove to men that this is his day. But you see, it's not just about God dealing with the people of the world. It's about God wanting us to encounter him also. Because if we don't encounter him, how is he going to use us to show forth his praise? This is, this is, this is, this is a scripture you want to read. This is, this is the proclamation and the declaration of the deliverance of the people of God. This is, this is the passage. This is the portal into newness. You will bring them and plant them on the mountain, amen, of your inheritance. The place, oh Lord, you are prepared for your dwelling. The sanctuary, oh Lord, your hands have established. There's a sanctuary God has established for us. What is my point? Spirit of the Lord. Let's look at another scripture. I, I just reading the scripture alone just tears my heart. <laughs> you understand? Oh Jesus. In, 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 in second 
Timothy 3, 7. There's a contradiction here. Listen to this. It says, this people, this is, this is Paul, all right? Of course, admonishing Timothy. Saying there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a people among, among the people of God. It says, for they are ever learning. They are ever learning. But never able. That's the key word. They are never able. But they are ever learning. Always learning. But they never. Always learning. But they never. That's a powerful word. They are ever learning. Always learning. But they never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Now listen to this. The knowledge of the truth is an experience. The knowledge of the truth is not an acquired information. In the world system, the knowledge of what they call truth is an acquired information, is an acquired, you know, theory and 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 and, and hypotheses and all of those things that they they, they they cook up together, you know, in in, in 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 the laboratory. And guess what? God believes in science because God, of course, gives us science. But to come to a conclusion based on, you know, mixing chemicals together and, you know, <laughs> you will never arrive in God. That's why, listen friends, there is a place for intellectual knowledge we need to have in the church. But there is a place where, amen, that knowledge must be speaking into the eternality of truth. Because listen to this, truth is not what we discover in some laboratory. Truth is a reality we discover in Christ. And every time we discover truth, if you go to your laboratory, you will discover that it's the same. So science is not against God, and God is not against science. But we cannot depend on science or human knowledge or intellectual power to want to arrive at the things of God. The things of God, amen, are spiritual by design, by intent, amen, and by objective. We have to understand, amen, that there is a third order in human life. It's not enough to be intellectually powerful. It's not enough because that's another craze I see. You see, we're running to another extreme now. There is a point where where we say the church the church was just doing things in a crazy way people never think people are never you know they never use reason you know and that's the truth if if somebody can take a speaker and put it on top on top of somebody's stomach and say that's how he wants to heal or he's jumping on somebody or or he's feeding people with reptiles to eat or feeding them grass to eat or and say well well this is just how god is speaking to him if if these abnormalities or are how people define you know how they relate with god as if this god is not an intelligent god all right of course people begin to move away from that so now you find another set of people who are focusing on intellectualism to the point that they are changing amen the things that god amen has given to us in the scripture and say well god god might god may not really be saying this god god doesn't mean all right that you know love all right is is a man to a woman and that that god can be god, love can be between a man and a man and a woman and, you know and a woman and a woman you know after all he's still love after all, if people love themselves, that's an expression of God. But the expression of God's love, hallelujah, is guided by values that cannot be broken. 
So, so we don't want to. We don't want to be. Amen. We, we don't want to be in an extreme of the of the two pendulums. No, we want to be in the center core. We want to be in the center core of the expressions of God, and that's why. Amen. I, I rather. Amen. You know, give people a prophetic instruction, a prophetic teaching, than to give them. Amen. A prophetic motivation. Because when you build people upon the foundation of the word of God and you allow them to see what God, amen. Listen, when you allow people to see the eternal intentions of God for their life, amen. And all that the prophetic grace or whatever grace or giftings, amen, you know, uh, uh, is given. Allow people to begin to move towards that prophetic intention. Because God's prophetic intention is not just about giving you a car or giving you a house or giving you a, a, a wife, a house, a child, you know, a, a business and all of that. Those, those are additions. Even unbelievers, people that are not serving God, amen, God makes sure that his blessing, amen, reaches them. So we cannot reduce God to, well, he gave me something. I pray that he gave me something. That's part of it. That's that. That's part of the package you know it's like you're buying something and and uh, they give you an addition you understand the addition cannot be the core cannot be what you're paying for what we are paying for amen it's not the fact that amen we we got something from god you know no 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 that's a gospel of materialism when we seek the kingdom of god first and his righteousness and the king within the kingdom becomes the king of our castle become the king of our life all of his treasures become part of our life we become the ex expression we become the very enfoldings the manifestation of his light that light amen is everything that we need that's the gospel that's the gospel Because I, I see people this day, they 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 are losing. They, excuse me, they are losing their sense of their sense of spirituality, and they're becoming too too technical and too mechanical, and, and, and they're going into you know the idea the ideals and the ideologies of intellectualism, and they're becoming very intellectual. While they're losing the essence of their identity, which is spiritual. And when you lose that, listen to this, when you lose that, <laughs> you'll be sanctioning what the world system is sanctioning. And you will never understand. Like this morning, I'm writing something about leadership. God was speaking to me when I wake since 3 a.m. God speaking to me about, we're talking about leadership, writing about leadership. And the Lord said to me, as, I, as you're dealing with this, I need you to factor this concept, amen, from the concept that I've given to you coming out of the ark. And it begins to make sense to me. That we cannot just talk about leadership, amen, outside the context, amen, of the prophetic program of God for the earth. Because leadership is leading people to a place. The question is, where are you leading the people to? If leadership, amen, is bringing people out of crisis, amen, you've got to understand, amen, what, what began that crisis, what led to that crisis, and why would God, amen, want you to bring people out of that crisis, amen, and where is he leading the people to? Lest we talk about leadership that is leading the people, amen, to a wrong place. Lest we talk about, amen, influencing people. Yes, we're influencing people, but we we're not influencing them for God to be magnified. The, the, the world doesn't mind us talk about leadership. That's why people like, 
let me let, let me let me say this that's why people like john maxwell all right when they write books on leadership it's easy for the world system all right to buy into it, it, it when somebody like you know a, a miles Moreau write on leadership it's easy for the world system for people doing business in the world to look at those things and buy into it because all right, the, the, the values that defines the kingdom has been deadened. The, 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 the amplification of the of the voice of God in those material has been deadened. So it, it, it's a material that can work for a Christian, amen, and a non-Christian. So it, they are reference material. And I don't want to write such a book, amen, that the world system will be able to use and reference. And and, and I was writing this morning and I, I felt the Lord was quickly to you know to to, to, to remind myself, don't forget the context to which Amen. You're writing. Don't forget, because you see, we can write from biblical perspective, amen, and never mention God and say, okay, we're talking about we're talking about leadership. We want to help the world. I don't want. I can't help the world, amen. But I can. I can. I can. I can. I can sound, amen. You know, the voice of God, amen, and awaken up people, amen, who are ready, hallelujah. Because listen, a people who are still living by pride, who a people who are still being motivated by pride, amen, will never accept amen the ways of god jesus said i am the way i am the truth i am the life no one comes to the father except through me that is not just a message of salvation that is a pattern of existence the way we live life run our business run our home family marriage amen must be captured in those three dimensions that establish the fourth dimension of light I am the way. I am the truth. I am amen, the life. Amen. You want to step into light, you've got to follow. These are the path, these are the pattern. These are the portal. Hallelujah. To, to live in life. It's a value system. It's a culture. It's an identity. In a day where the world, amen, are imposing their own values upon the church. And the church is buying into it. We're writing books that are so watered on the values of God, the intentions of God. Who wants to be accepted? Who wants the world to buy his book? I'm saying. That there is a day, amen, that is coming. That what you face in Corona is just a tip of the iceberg. There's something greater than Corona coming. And I hope you and I are ready. Because God will continue to shake everything that can be shaken. The ideas and the ideals of man, hallelujah. Will be, he said the loftiness of man will be brought down. So if you are just still on the both sides, you want to play both sides. You're playing with fire. I understand these things. I don't want to sound intellectual. But that does not mean that I'm not intellectual. I'm a spirit being. Years ago, the Lord said to me, when you understand the essence of spirituality, you will succeed in every area of life, including in business. Because listen to this. Some of the most successful business people like those who are into who are into the is, is, is Islamic, you know, uh, religion, when they do business, and you ask them what is your philosophy of business, they will tell you, "Amen, is one is run by Al Barka." You know, in, in, in other words, they want to have money so that they can help other people. Secondly, they will tell you it's for jihad. Ask a successful business business person, "Amen," in the in the Islamic culture, they will tell you it's jihad. Is the pro promotion of Islam that's why they define to be jihad? <laughs> of course, we understand the other side. You, you understand? So, when, when you meet a believer running a business, you meet you ask him, What's the mo what's the value? What's the undercurrent value system? What's the culture of this business? You just want to make money. 
Oh, well, we want to make money. We also want to help people. But <laughs> unbelievers are doing that. In fact, people who are running business, you know, from, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the Hindu community. I mean, when you talk about arms, oh, my word. I don't think Christians can do arms amen, as these people. So it cannot just be to give arms. It cannot just be to help people, to help society. It cannot just be, all right, you know, for, for social development as much as, as much as that is important. But what drives, amen, your concept, amen, of social, social, social transformation must be the redemption of the souls of men. Not just to put food on their table. Not just to give them clothing and give them houses and all of that. Those are good. Because listen to this. You don't need God to do that. I mean, other religions are doing it. They're doing it. But they're doing it, amen, to promote, to promote, amen, the ideals of their culture. That's why where we live here, you know, I, I see some, you know, Muslim guys. Now they're coming to evangelize. You know how they evangelize? They bring food. They bring food, you know, to a place called Bosbo here. On Sunday, they bring food to the people. As they're giving them food, they're giving them tezbao. <laughs> they're giving them, you know, cap. You understand? Because they know people are hungry. They know people are suffering. They know people are in, in dying need. People are, you know. <laughs> so, so, yes. But guess what? People that are desperate, what do you think? Of course they will accept What are we talking about? We say, well, 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 okay, let's not talk about just Muslims, uh, you know, religion, but let's also talk about, you know, people like the Bill Gates of this world. You think when they give you, you know, a, 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 a Microsoft 360, you know, and, and they're giving companies and they're giving, you know, angels, do you think they're just giving it for free? No, no, no. They, what are they doing? They, they are mining, they are mining data. They are mining your identity. We understand these things. Come on, friends. When they give us theme to use and all of this, you know, they know what they're doing. When they're struggling to, you know, to, to want to give us aid and, and give us, you know, uh, you know, some, you know, financial cushion for, you know, what they call it, you know, for COVID-19 and all of that. And they're pumping money to you. They, they know that they, you know, that money is to give them a foothold, a footprint, amen, is to give them a voice. They once asked Bill Gates, why don't you run for presidency? He said, no, 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 I don't want why does he want to run for presidency? Because he knows that he will be limited. But the place he is right now is influencing presidents. He can, he can enter any, any government in the world. He can go to any state house in the world. They know him. That's the man who helps us. But he helps with his own agenda. That's, that's not something. That's not a secret. That's an open thing. And he's not the only one. There is no free frisbee. There is no free lunch, amen, in Babylon. The day Christianity died was the day Christianity lost the sense, amen, of, 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 you know, philosophy. The day we lost the sense of Christianity being run as a philosophy. Because a philosophy seeks to change how you think. You think those people mind us building buildings? As long as amen, certain influence and power amen, is limited, they don't mind. That's why we need that. that see, that's why I speak the way I speak. That's why we're running this uh, uh, you know, prophetic apostolic, you know, uh, prophetic leadership school. All right. If you want to change a society, in fact, I was watching some programs, you know, you know, the Roman Empire, they're known for might. Do you know there are some certain places that the Roman Empire took without fighting, without shooting an arrow? 
they use, amen, the power of philosophy. They use the power of influence. Those people are dangerous. And they, I mean, they conquered their world. The same thing the Babylonians did. When they capture you, they culture you. They assimilate you into the culture. Today we run Christianity that has been assimilated into the, into the culture of the world system. That's why today you have gay pastors, you have, you have you know, lesbian pastors, you have both side pastors, you have, you have feminist pastor, and then you have masculine pastor, people who are just, all they're talking about is, the, when, you, when they're preaching, is their masculinity you'll be seen, is their muscle you'll be seen, all right? is, is the short shirt you'll be seen. So what do they do? They are attracting their like, which is, which is all sensual and perverted. At the end of the day, they're sleeping with each other in the church. They're celebrating, they're celebrating their sexuality. All in the name of love. is grace. Now we've missed it big time, friends. <laughs> we've got to wake up. I'm just sharing, I'm just sharing my heart. Because God has given us another opportunity to correct Certain mistakes that can be corrected. I mean, of course, certain mistakes, we can correct them. But there are certain things we can correct. So why would you want to repeat the same mistake? Why, why, why should we go back and do the same thing again when God has delivered us? And when we see the judgment, the hand, the judgment of God, amen, against the system in the past. That's why I said the first thing that must happen to us we must be reintroduced to love. Because the love of God compels us. The love of God motivates us. The love of God brings us to a new position where we can see. See, the love of God has structure. The love of God has order. The love of God has, you know, has government. Because when we say love, we just... Look at that word as something that is weak, as something that is just emotional, that has no sense of direction, that has no system, that has no capacity, that has no authority. All right? We, when we say love, it's like, well, I can't say no. Who says you can't say no in love? <laughs> Jesus is the, is the epitome, is the reflection of love. For God so loved the world that he gave. So if God gave his son, what do you think that son is? That son is love. That son is the very expression of love. So everything that Jesus did is a manifestation and a reflection of love. When he rebuked, when he cursed the tree, that was love. That was love. When he was judging, that was love. Amen. When he was feeding and showing kindness, when he walked on water, that was love. Everything that Jesus did was the very expression. Jesus is the incarnation of love. It was all the father had. So when we begin to understand the love of God, our life begins to change. And all of this is to be able to say, upon us the culminations of the age has come upon. We cannot afford to be ignorant. Ignorance is not amen, allowed in this new day. We have to believe God. To help us. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. 
There's so much, Father, that we have taken for granted. There's so much that we need to begin to understand again. Maybe we used to know this thing, but we've forgotten that. But we, 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 but we need to remind ourselves again. Brother Peter said, I know you know these things, but I need to remind you again so you can be established in the present truth. There is a truth you are presenting to us now. There's a truth that you are emphasizing, that you're highlighting for us as we begin the journey out of the ark. I thank you, Father, for one purpose, for one reason. That you can even bring these things to our, our attention to remind us, lest we step out of the ark and just continue. So I give you praise for dropping these words in our hearts. At least now we know how to engage. It is help us. It's helping us to adjust our directions. Help us, Father. Help me to help my brothers, my sisters, my generation. And help others to be able to help me. We need to help each other. You're building a community in this last day that will not bow, that will not surrender, that will not submit. There's, there's no need to compromise your values if we know it. If you have revealed to us what you want, why should we then try to play the dumb game or the game of ignorance and pretend as if we, we don't know. We know. We know. And this is what has helped me. The things that I know of you, I try my possible best as you've given me grace to live to the standard of that word. I don't always get it right, but at least I know I know it. And I pursue it. And as I pursue it, I know, Father, that your mercy and grace will allow me. Because when there is a will, there is always a way out. Thank you. That we will come to the place of divine appearance. You say, Moses, bring them to the mountain. Tell them to wash three days. I'll meet with them. On the third day, they run back. May we not run back, oh God. May we be ready. Because one encounter with you is enough to face the challenge of a lifetime. One encounter with you, it's enough. All of the people that we celebrate their life as great icons, both in history and in the Bible, are people who had encounters with you. That's why they did what they did. Even to the point of death, the Bible says they love not their life even unto death. So I thank you this morning. That as we go out this morning, may we remember, may we always walk in truth and light. It's not by might. We cannot do it by might. No. This is not something we can cook up. We can try to kickstart or force start. No. Only your spirit. That's why we're asking for love. When love ministered to us, you will draw us. We'll find ourselves crossing Rubicons, passing boundaries and barriers to the place where you want to meet with us. So we thank you this morning. I thank you 
for what you're doing. Thank you for the spirit of this word that will flow like a river into the church, into the body. You will begin to awake for your, yourself a people across the church. Help us to see and realize that more than ever before what we need is your love. Not some, some apostolic revelation. No. We need a revelation of your love. That is what introduces us to other things. Love is the first point, is the first place, is the first door. Thank you, Father. We bless you. Amen. And amen. Thank you, everyone, this morning for joining, listening. I want to believe somehow the word of God has stirred your heart ignited your spirit, dropped something huge upon your heart. Maybe it's a confirmation. I'm going to give thanks to God for that. Maybe it's an affirmation. Well, I also want to give thanks to God. And if it's a challenge, well, accept the challenge and let something begin to happen in your life. Thank you so very much, everyone, this morning. Thank you, my dear sister Tina, sister Myrtle, sister uh, Diony, sister Stankumisa, uh, Brother Bokiso, and Brother Mervyn, thank you so much. I thought I also saw Brother uh, um, Br Br Derek, yes, thank you, Brother Derek. And whoever is out there all right, that is watching us, maybe this word has challenged you. I know there's a lot of people that are that watch what you know this, this live broadcast in the morning. Of course, I don't get to see them, and uh, I don't see their comments. That's because they are not directly con connected to us. Because, of course, this is a broadcast that is uh, uh, that can be seen, you know, by everyone on uh, on Facebook, you know, platform. So, if you're listening to me, you want to join us. Well, why don't you join us? And uh, there's more to learn. There's more to you know to pick. Okay, you're more than welcome to join our community, the Potters Gate community, or you know uh, uh, the Agai community. We, God is helping us to build. We want to continue to see how we can restore, Amen. The intentions of God. This is the third day of the Spirit. Things cannot be done as usual. All right. And if you're doubting what you know what you're hearing, well, you can still go to our website. Go to Potters Gate. .org. Yeah, materials there you can download all for free. We don't sell anything, all for free. You can download the our materials, our books, PDFs, or uh, you can all the teachings and materials are there. We've got close to 500, you know, uh, uh, messages that are that you can you know listen to, and of course tons of videos also. So we want to bless the Lord. We still want to do more. Of this we've not. In fact, we've not begun. This is just the beginning. So uh, uh, may God continue to encourage you and, and, and grant you the strength to make the decision. Because I know some people want to make a decision, but they, they're still wondering what will... <laughs> it's not about what anybody says. If God begins to stay your heart, you need to do what is right. Because you only have today, not tomorrow. Nobody promised you tomorrow. So let today, amen, begin to amen, steer you towards that point where you decide for God. God said, bring the people to me. I want to meet with them. He wants to meet with you. And he wants to change your life for the good. All right? So we will teach you. We will help you to grow. We've got materials that can help you. Amen. Even if you are just a novice in the things of God, we've got materials that can help you to grow from amen, your kindergarten amen, to your advanced level. Yes. And if you feel, well, there are things you, you want to share with me personally, well, go ahead. Send me a message. 
I'll be more than willing to read your message and to help in whatever area I can assist. May this day be a blessing to every one of us. May God's favor and goodness continue to guide your heart. May you continue to live within the ambience of his presence. Begin to come out, amen, of the ark as the spirit of God, amen, guides and lead you. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.